You are listening to the Power and Pros podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros podcast. How are y'all? feeling let your girl know if you can tell by my octave and my voice child I'm feeling good so I wanted to come on and with this episode really encourage you guys again it is the middle of the year the summer has officially kicked off things are going quote-unquote back to normal and there are a lot of moving pieces in our lives right now as a collective as a people Um, But then also individually, right, there are a lot of things that are transitioning and happening. And I feel that there is a lot of emotions that can come with that. Where you pull your emotions from, what motivates you, what drives you during this time, what is your foundation can set up how the rest of this year goes, the rest of this week, the rest of this month. And so I just want to kind of do a check in and see how we're responding to things. And so I have a little bit of motivation Um, from John this week that I want to share with you guys and then yeah just leave you with it to ponder on after so you may want to um, write after this episode which I encourage I think it'll help to kind of sort your thoughts where you're at and how you move forward I want to make sure that we are all set up to continue to truly stand in the power that our pros holds so without further ado let's get into it It's very hard to be human, I think. Hard to think human and not slink into the posture of houseplant. Soaking up the rays from the sun. Enjoying the free fall of water like a rain. Experiencing none of the perils of pain or loss are lovely. Christ saved me. So why did he leave me here? Human nature is to question I don't have answers. So that checks out. I think it's very hard to be human. But tomorrow, I rise again and try. This piece is what it is. I was having a hard day and I'm talking about how hard it is to get up and try. And I have plants in my room. And so I thought about how easy it is, right, to just not want to do anything, to just take what will be given to me. So my houseplant it's by the window it's gonna get sunlight it's gonna get water but it's not of its own doing something is just giving it i'm just giving the water the sun is just shining in the window in my room and the plant doesn't have to do anything and on this day when i wrote this piece i was just my house plant okay i was like i want that just work out without me having to figure it out i want things to just come to me and i get the nutrients that i need and i grow and i become what i need to become and i can bloom and blossom as big and bold as I can bloom and blossom without having to put in the work but because I'm human it's hard to get to that point and there's a line where I say that Christ saved me but why did he leave me here we're going to get into it after the power punch with the larger piece of the episode and, and kind of touch on that a bit but in this moment I did feel that I felt like I didn't have anyone in my corner I didn't feel like I knew what to do next but as I continued I get to the end and say but tomorrow I rise again and try that is our 
our, our calling as Christians is not to have it all figured out. It's not to know the next move to make or or to say the right thing all the time, have the right scripture to call in all the time, to always sing or to even sometimes you don't have the words to pray. Sometimes you have this poem and just the, the hope that you can go to sleep. I went to bed the night I wrote this. I went to bed at like 8.30 and I was like, I don't have anything else for today. I'm going to try again tomorrow. That That's all I had. And I believe that God respects those moments, right? And even me recognizing that Christ has saved me, that this is what I'm feeling, the emotion that I had in that moment wasn't the final say. It was that Christ died for me, that that was the final thing. And so what I'm experiencing, I already had the victory over. That's all that I could proclaim that day. I couldn't proclaim that I was going to grab this and that I was going to be a conqueror of that. All I had was that I've been saved. But calling that to remembrance in that moment was my power, my pros. That was strength for me. And that allowed me to have the peace that I needed to go to bed that night and to start anew the next morning. And so there are going to be times when things are hard. There are going to be times when you don't know what's next. And I truly believe that recognizing that and not pushing past it, not trying to fake the funk all the time, that we know everything is the key to getting things done. A lot of times on the show, we talk about power in your pros with going for your calling, your purpose, doing what you're supposed to do and other people seeing that. But I think that it's key and important to call out when you don't have the words to push. And I think that being able to stand in that and say that you don't have it and to bring those things to God, to say them to yourself before you can record an episode about it, before you can make an Instagram post about it, before you can do the next thing, that's power. There's power in that prose, not the prose where you're saying your mission statement to your side hustle or the prose when you know exactly what to say to your boss at work or whatever those things are. It's the prose in that low place that means just as much, if not more, because that's how you see the grit. That's how you see your voice come to form. And it's not coming to form for other people's benefit. It's coming alive for you. You need your voice to be a champion for you before you can champion and carry and speak life into anybody else. It has to be on your side. It has to be affirming to you. And so I think that I wanted to call remembrance to you guys in sharing this piece that it is hard being human. That's the first line that I say. It's very hard to be human, I think. It's hard. It's hard to think the thoughts that we have. It's hard to push through thoughts that we don't want to have the good thoughts that we have it's hard to hold on to them when certain circumstances come our way there are so many things that we go through that our pets don't experience that trees and houseplants don't share experiences with us and that's what makes us so unique that's why we have power in our pros we are literally built differently and embracing that even in our valleys is what makes the mountaintop that much more sweet because we're practicing our pros at every moment and you start to see your voice really shine and, and stick because it doesn't change no matter what's happening and that's our faith too right is to be led by our, our spirit and our faith in God and not in the circumstances around us but that's hard it's hard it's hard for me and I know it's hard for all of you and so cool kids you're not in it alone. 
Each day that you get up, rise and try whatever that looks like. It could be the smallest thing, but it means something. So we're going to get into it in the episode, but that was the Power Punch of the week. Okay, so this week we have a little bit of inspo and some power moves from our girl Martha in John 11. So I'm going to be popping around a bit in John 11. If you're home and can pull out your Bible, I suggest you do it. But of course, I'll be reading all of the scriptures that I'm going to reference. So um, Martha and Mary had their brother Lazarus and he died. Jesus found out about it and him and the disciples are going to go and visit the sisters And Lazarus is going to be raised from the dead. Spoiler alert. But before that happens, I'm going to read John 11, verse 20. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. But Mary stayed in the house. There are going to be moments when you don't want to leave the house. There are going to be moments when you don't want to go and meet Jesus in that secret place, when you don't want to worship, you don't want to pray, you don't want to see that inspirational post on Instagram, when you don't want to listen to power and prose. There are going to be those moments when you know that you could have an encounter with God, when you know that you could say something to God and he might say something to you and you just don't feel like it. I have those moments all the time. There are moments when I'm like Mary and I want to stay in the house. And there is a Martha encounter that I could have with me. Jesus is on my block. He's at my house. He's at my door and he's coming to meet me. And she went to meet with him. That's an expectation. There's faith. There's hope. There's peace. When you go to meet with Jesus, there are so many different fruits of the spirit that that can wash over you and just take over how you respond to that moment. Because you know, all right, Jesus is the one. Like this, this is the one who can help me with this. But there are times when you're gonna be like Mary and you wanna stay in the house. You don't have nothing else to give. And you want to talk to somebody else. You don't want to talk at all. You just want to binge watch TV. You want to eat whatever. And you're not using the tools that you have that can get you out of the situation that you're in. And I want to point out what Martha does when she goes to meet with Jesus. Because I think that there are times when the encounter just seems like not the right answer. Because we feel that we have to do it in such a churchy way. So moving on to verse 21, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. If only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Martha went to Jesus and didn't just say, oh, my Lord and Savior, you're the blessed one. Thank you so much for being as dope as you are. I know you are sovereign. Everything that you do is it. She went with her disappointment. She went with her frustration. She went with her confusion. And she went with questions. She went with like, yo, what's up? If only you had been here, he wouldn't have died. She went with her expectation and disappointment of what she wished would have taken place. And she kept it real with him. A lot of times I feel that we keep it halfway real. I'm a victim of that where I will... Be real with God. But I'm like, well, you know my heart. So I ain't going to say like everything. But she kept it real. She's like, he would have been here if it wasn't for you. That's that's what I got for you. And unlocking that, unlocking verse 21 gets us to verse 22. It continues. 
But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. There's a shift that happens there. Martha does two things. She keeps it real about what she expected that didn't happen, her disappointment. However, because she understands who she's talking to, the encounter that she's having, the one that can do anything, she understands the characteristics of God. Because of that is how we get to verse 22. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. So she understands that her expectation, her might, her power did not come to pass. Lazarus is dead. But because she's having an encounter with Jesus, her circumstance can take a new shape. Her circumstance can take a new shape. There is power in talking to the one. And verse 22, that's a faith statement. Jesus came to the situation, quote unquote, late, yet Martha still understood that his authority existed outside of her timeline. God can turn any situation around. He can switch anything that's in front of your eyes right now in a blink. It can be completely different. And she understood that, which is why when she got word that Jesus was coming in verse 20, she went to meet him. She fully understood what that meeting had the possibility to be, what it had the possibility to bring. Mary, too, might have understood that, but I I don't think she understood it to the full capacity because she stayed in the house. When you know the God that you are talking to, that you have the, the visibility to connect with, when you understand that, you are going to wake up and pray or stay up at night and pray. Or you're going to pray in the middle of your lunch break. You're going to go to him with what it is you have to talk to him about because you understand the magnitude of that conversation. You understand the magnitude of his sovereignty. And I just wanted to come on and remind y'all of that because we take things into our own hands Things don't work out. We have disappointment. We sit with the disappointment. Then disappointment breeds other things. And now we're sitting with that. When Jesus was on, he was coming. He's on his way. We just decided not to meet with him. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So I want to go to verse 28. Popping down to verse 28. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners. And told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. Verse 29. So Mary immediately went to him. There are times, have y'all ever had friends? They're on the phone with you and they're talking about their weekend plans, right? The 4th of July is coming up. People might be talking about their plans. Some of us are going to invite ourselves. Jesus was coming. Martha invited herself to go meet with Jesus. They didn't have a meeting schedule. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have nothing on the calendar. She heard and responded to that. Mary, in verse 29, she immediately went to him, but it was after the invitation from Martha to go meet with Jesus. Some of us need a reminder that Jesus wants to meet with us, that he wants to encounter us, that he wants to hear our concerns, that he can handle our tears, our disappointment, our sorrow. He got it. He can handle it. And we forget that and that's okay. And I am here as your Martha today. I'm here as your John 11 verse 28 
to encourage you to get to your verse 29, to immediately meet with him, to go to him with whatever it is and to not give up, to not give up. When we get to verse 32, popping down, when Mary arrived, she saw Jesus. She fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you have been here, my brother would not have died. If only you've been here. Said the same thing that Martha said. The same thing. However, it was delayed. She dealt with her grief a little bit longer. She dealt with her pain a little bit longer. And that little bit, we really don't know how long it was. That little bit sometimes for me is a couple weeks. It's a couple months. It depends on what I'm dealing with and how long it takes for me to open my Bible, how long it takes for me to write a journal entry to God, how long it takes for me to just cry out to him. It's not always immediate. It was, it's delayed just like Mary. And when we do that, we hold on to things that Jesus can share with us, that Jesus can share with us. The last thing I'm going to read is verse 35. Then Jesus wept. Jesus wept because Mary arrived and he was so moved. It's um, 33 reads when Jesus saw her weeping and saw other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled within him and he was deeply troubled. Jesus was troubled by Mary being troubled, but he didn't encounter that until Mary encountered him. Mary shifted Jesus's whole posture, his whole perspective, and that's when things began to move. She moved him to tears and then moved him to action. And I wrote a note for verse, um, I wrote a note for verse 35 because Jesus don't just be weeping in the Bible. You don't really see that too, too often. And so when I saw that, it comforted me and your tears make you Christ-like. Never forget that. Sometimes we don't go to God because we're not cleaned up. We don't have our head on straight. We don't have our, our, our plan that we want to present to him for him to okay it. We're like, all I got is some tears. That's all you need. He relates to that. He gets that. Your emotions make you Christ-like. Jesus understands them. You can always go to him with how you really feel. You don't got to jazz him up and remind him that he's Jesus. You don't have to remind him of all the things that he's done. He got that. He wants to know where you're at. He wants to meet you right there. He wants to hold you in that moment. He wants to cry with you. All of it. And it all moves him to do something. Jesus responds to our response. He feels what we feel. And when you know that, when you encounter that, it now moves you to do something different. You pray different. You connect with people different. You shout different. You worship different. All of it. All of it's a domino effect. When you stay in the house, we don't hear none of that. We don't hear any of that. You hold the pain, you hold the disappointment, and you can't go closer to your goal. You can't connect with people in the same way, and your voice is locked. You're, you're crying. Uh, Mary was crying, and I'm not sure if people truly understood her grief. I'm not sure if they understood her pain, but she couldn't express the power in her prose, perhaps because it wasn't to the right one. 
it wasn't to the right one. So when you when you have a chance to have an encounter, when you have a chance to to bear it all, bear it all. Don't hold on to it. It's unnecessary. You don't need to. And Jesus is willingly waiting to be in the moment with you. And when you meet him in that space and in that place, things begin to move in a way that they won't move when you stay in the house. Get out the house. Get out the room. Get out of that space in your mind that tells you that you have to do everything by yourself. That if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. That's that's not how it works. When you go to him, well, what's up? He speaks plainly. You can hear. When you have those moments of being quiet, your faith has already been stirred up because you got the gunk off your heart. And so when he speaks, you can hear him. And then when you hear him, you're motivated and now you can move. And as you continue to prepare for the next phase, he can meet you with your where you're expecting him to move. Now, now y'all are walking together and he can take you even further where you want to go. Don't give up, y'all. That's sitting in the house moment. That's you not expressing your faith. That's not you walking in faith as you walking in your circumstance. It's not you recognizing that God is bigger than everything that we can see. It's not you recognizing that you are a daughter or a son of the most high. It's not you walking in your pros. It's locking it up. That's not what we're called to do. It's not what we're called to do. There are a lot of things that are shifting and changing. And as I said in the power punch, that makes things hard. It makes things very difficult. But what makes it easier is day by day, step by step, having an encounter with God. It might be weeping with him. It might be writing some things out. It might be screaming into your pillow. It might be going to bed at 830 because you have nothing else it could be taking a bath. It could be just doing your job at work and not working on your passion project for a couple weeks. It could be a myriad of things, but there's effort behind it. There's faith behind it. There's hope. There's gentleness. There's long suffering. There's peace. There's the Holy Spirit being invited into your space because you're not backing down. There's the devil getting nervous and shaking because he can't have your day. I had to play worship music and I did not sing along. It was just, I got to put this on and that's it. And when I did that, do you know the next day, I was praising it down up in my house, okay? When I say down, I mean down. But it was because the day before, I didn't give up. And not giving up didn't look the same in those two days. One day, I used my voice and the other day, I didn't. But it's, it's the continuously, tomorrow, I'll rise and try again. Tomorrow, I'll rise and try again. The next hour, I'll rise and try again. There have been times when I'm on a call for work and I have to have my video off and I'm like, you know what? That's what I have to do for this call. Maybe the next one, I'll rise and I can have it on. I can show up differently in this way. You start over as many times as you need. If it's every hour, if you started and in the morning you was good and then by lunch, somebody done pissed you off, you have the power in how you show up in your pros and in your self-affirmation and in the way that you communicate with God to start over as many times as you need. And you're not penalized for it. It's celebrated because that is your faith. Choosing to not be wavered 
by your circumstance. That's you choosing to be anchored. That's giving yourself permission to do what you need to do in your unique way to show up as you need to do what God's called you to do. So take that opportunity. It's not a small one. So the power tool for this week is to go to God with the hard stuff. It's very hard to be human. It's hard to be you. Forget just the unified human experience. Your unique experience, it's hard. It's not easy, but you are called to it and you're going to be coached through it. But it's only God that can do it. Only he knows why you're called, why your time is now, and what the next steps are. He has the strategy. He has the no. He has the next for you. Go to him with it today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Whatever that looks like, whatever that little piece that you can give him. Maybe you can't give him everything and that's okay. Mary went with a sentence. Martha went with a sentence. That's what they had. And God felt moved by that, by that. There is power in your prose. It don't got to be long, okay? Whatever you have, give it to him. Give it to him. And he will move off of that. But don't skip the encounter. The encounter, that that's where it all kicks off. Don't skip the encounter. That is it for this week, cool kids. I love you guys so much. Thank you for rocking with me, okay, in a whole pandemic. I am so appreciative. Every person that has ever shared an episode, hit us up on Instagram if you're subscribed to the pros and praise pages newsletter all of it any touch point that you've ever connected with me and the brand it is no small thing it keeps me going on days when i'm feeling low okay and i am super 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 appreciative of you guys we are truly a family all the cool kids y'all know y'all have my heart if by chance you have just heard of the pnp community and you are not plugged in be sure that you follow the show on Instagram at Power and Pros Podcast and sign up for the newsletter. There's a Pros and Praise Pages newsletter that goes out every other Wednesday. It has a scripture, a little bit of encouragement in there. I also will share poems. If we have guests on the show, you can plug in with them there. Um, and any other just tidbits I've shared songs that I've listened to, different sermons that I've watched, and I've even shared Bible plans on a Bible app that I've completed. And so we want to make sure that you are plugged into that. All of that is in the show notes. You can click the link and get plugged in with the community. I would love to stay connected with you guys. As always, remember to profess your power and there's power in prose. Bye.